everyone, and welcome to This Mom Loves. I am Kate Wynn, a wife and mom of two girls, 13 and 11. I am also a kindergarten teacher, a freelance writer and blogger at thismomloves.ca, occasionally a TV guest talking about education tips for parents, and a podcaster, of course, and you are listening to episode 34 of the show. Today on This Mom Loves, in my favorite things, I'm going to be sharing a great suspense novel in the lifestyle segment, sharing some behind the scenes from my interview last episode with Sophie Gregoire Trudeau. I've had so many questions about that, that I thought I'd give a little behind the scenes in today's episode. And then my special guest today is Cheryl Hickey, host of ET Canada, and they've got a big, uh, big season 15 coming up and she will be here to talk a lot about that later on in the show. So you will want to stick around. You may have noticed that I have moved to a bi-weekly format every other week doing the show. It's funny, before the summer holidays started, I had planned to batch a whole bunch of episodes over the break so that I could then continue some weekly episodes into the fall and take a break later if needed. But then I realized that although I'm on holidays, that also means a lot of other people are too. And so a lot of people who were very willing to be on the show said, I can do it at the end of August. I could do it in September. Can we book October? And so I realized, okay, so maybe that's not going to work, but weekly episodes throughout the school year while teaching a full-time job and parenting and doing all the other things that I do weekly just wasn't really uh, wasn't really working so I'm just sharing that with you all that um, we're going with the bi-weekly format for now and hopefully can bring you great content every other week. The book I want to talk to you about today is called The Favorite Daughter, and it is by Kara Rauda, R-O-U-D-A, and it's a suspense novel, so it's about a mother, Jane Harris, and she's got, you know, the fancy home, everything seems perfect, except she did um, lose a daughter in a tragic accident a year before the book starts, and she's, of course, been, you know, grieving ever since and kind of lost in a bit of a haze of antidepressants, has barely left the house. But now she's decided it's time to get back at it. Her husband has planned a memorial service for her daughter and her younger daughter is going to graduate high school um, following that. But as she kind of comes back out into things, it's clear, you know, her husband's been away a lot working late. What's going on there? She starts to wonder about the daughter who she still has, what's going on in her life, and then starts to find out that maybe the daughter who died wasn't quite as perfect as as she had thought. So all these secrets kind of come out and, and get revealed. It's very twisty and, and a little bit different. So I like that one, The Favorite Daughter by Kara Rauda. I also wanted to mention, since we have a lot of new listeners lately, that um, I've done some great interviews in the past that you might want to go back and check out. So because today's is with Cheryl Hickey, who's a fantastic TV personality, I thought I would highlight a few other women like her who you might want to take a listen to. So Cynthia Loist, co-host of The Social, I talked to in episode two, and we go way back to an interview on the blog a long time ago. She was the first lady from The Social that I ever um, ever reached out to, and our connections have grown from there. Farah Nasser, she is a co-anchor of Global Toronto's evening news and she is fantastic so much to share Sarah Richardson who is known for her HGTV design shows most recently Sarah off the grid was here for episode 27 and Tracy Moore host of City Line uh, was here to have a chat in episode 17 so I'll have links to those in the show notes for today at thismumloves.ca slash podcasts and click on episode 34. And if any of those ladies interest you, you can go back and check them out. 
And in today's lifestyle segment, so many people have asked questions about my last episode interview with Sophie Gregoire Trudeau. So I'll give you a bit of an overview behind the scenes and try to answer some of the questions that I've been asked. So in terms of interviews for the blog or the podcast, I like to have a mix, higher profile women, maybe some that are lesser known women and moms. I'm still open to interviewing dads too. That may come, but, and women who I respect for whatever reason, maybe the work they do or something that's going on with them. And they have a voice that I want to share on my platform and voice that I think my listeners want to hear too. And Sophie Gregoire Trudeau, of course, the wife of our Prime Minister Justin Trudeau was, was right up there on that list. Now I did interview her years ago, um, actually seven years ago, which was over email when her husband hadn't been a politician very long. And the focus back then was her work with the Because I Am a Girl campaign. So we talked a lot about that, but that kind of goes, goes way back. And so the most common question that I get asked is, okay, now that she's the wife of the prime minister, how did you land this interview? And I don't think people are trying to insult me when they say that, but I mean, obviously I'm not, you know, like a huge television show or a big magazine with millions of subscribers or whatever. It's a smaller platform for sure. I will definitely admit that. So the quickest way to answer the question is that I pitched it as wonderful as I would like to think this podcast is. They did not come seeking me out. I did pitch it. And after a while, I got an email one evening from someone from the communications department of the office of the prime minister who asked me if I could take a call the next day. So of course I was super nervous and I actually ended up going out to the car on my prep at school to take the phone call. And, you know, we chatted for a bit and it sounded like a go, sounded like, um, their end was interested. And so what we did was we went back and forth with questions. I drafted up everything I wanted to ask and they were great to make sure that I got to ask a lot of the things that I wanted. And Sophie was also able to highlight some of her causes as well. Um, there weren't really too many things off the table. There were a couple of things where they kind of said, Oh, can you go this way and not this way or whatever, but they weren't, uh, they weren't bad at all about editing what I wanted to talk about, which was great. And then questions got approved. And so we booked the date and it was actually just two days in advance. I got an email on a Wednesday saying, can you be here on Friday? And I said, yes, I can. So even though we were doing staycation this past summer, we definitely made an exception and booked a hotel for a little family adventure in Ottawa. And I didn't want to push my luck. So I waited until everything was all confirmed before I then asked, how would Madame feel about the girls coming along just to meet her as well? Um, and there was no hesitation there at all. They were really, really welcoming of the kids. And of course, they're not little. It's not like they were going to disturb anything we were doing. Um, but it was great that they got to have that experience. So the interview took place um, at the office of the Prime Minister and Privy Council building, which is actually across from the Parliament buildings. Now, the front door is locked and there's cameras and several levels of security on the way in. And I've had a few people say, oh, they must have vetted you. They must have looked into you. <laughs> they probably did. Who knows? But I do not have a criminal record. So that all worked out fine. And the interviews took place specifically in the PM boardroom. And I heard there's a, a lot of history that has happened in that room, which is very cool. And when Sophie arrived, she only had one person with her. There's no big entourage. And I think there's a bit of a misconception about Canada having a first lady. It's very different from the States. And of course, we were saturated with so much of their media, whether it's truly what goes on in their White House or all of the, you know, different fictional interpretations um, where the leader's wife has a really official role. She has an office. She has a large staff, which is not the case in Canada, the same as it is in the U.S., now, one way I've heard it explained is that Sophie's not the first lady or our prime minister's wife never is because the queen is our head of state. So the queen's spouse is really the first spouse and the spouse of the governor general is number two. And so the prime minister's spouse is actually kind of third in line to the first lady title, which, you know, in some of these cases, Prince Philip is not a first lady, but I don't know that there's quite a term for that yet. So 
And I'm not sure if that's constitutionally accurate the way that was explained, but it's an interesting way to look at it. So not an official real role for the wife of the prime minister, but she came in and she said, oh, I'm a hugger. And the girls were closer to her um, when she came into the room. So hugged them first, hugged me. And I had asked in advance how to properly address her because I wanted to, to sound polite and like I knew protocol. So I was told to start with Madame, but that she would set me straight as soon as I did. <laughs> and that did happen as soon as I said, so nice to meet you, Madame. She said, no, 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 I'm Sophie. She suggested that we do the pictures first, so we started with a photo with the girls, and then they went to wait in the communications reception area while uh, Sophie and I did a few more pictures. And it was funny, you know, at one point she said, oh, well, maybe this background's cheesy. I think this is too cheesy. Let's try somewhere else. And we walked around. She's like, no, the lighting's not good there. And, you know, the lighting's not really great in this building. And it's not that I think she was necessarily being vain. I think she's trying to help me out. She knew I wanted some good photos for, for my site and my, my social media accounts. So she was being helpful in that way. Uh, we ended up at one time landing in front of a blue door. And she said, oh, yeah, if we kind of crop this, this blue door, you know, it'll just be a nice blue background. And I did share that one on my Facebook and Instagram two as well as one of the two of us with the girls. I'll put it in the show notes um, for this episode so you can take a peek too. And we also got a lovely picture of the two of us on the stairs of the building that I will probably have shared by the time this episode airs as well. When it came time to do the interview, she was extremely open and honest. I hope you've listened to it. It was episode 33. She elaborated. She shared a lot. I was really pleased by the material I had to work with. I barely cut anything. Um, I wanted it to sound like a natural conversation, which it was. Though in-person interviews are hard because you want to maintain that eye contact, but you also need to look ahead at your next question. So while in-person interviews really do give a much better quality of, of content and flow and everything, that is the one little trick because at least when you're doing it over the internet, they don't know that you're looking down at your notes. So that was the only tricky thing, but you know, we wrapped up, we said our goodbyes. She could not have been lovely. I was extremely impressed by the whole process. And you know, back to the question, why me? I thought, well, I'm never really going to know unless I ask. So I did ask my contact from uh, the communications department. And she said, the reason we accepted your kind invitation is because you had previously connected with Madame. And also we like your vision and what your podcast is about. It's great to diversify the media we meet with, larger media, podcasts, and all, which I thought was a really nice answer. And it does show, you know, making connections with someone does, you know, sometimes pay dividends down the line as well, because we had done that interview seven years ago, which I think made my pitch stand out a little bit. And I mean, I'm not naive. I hope that Canadian politics does not work like, you know, House of Cards or some of the other fictional portrayals of governments that we see. But yes, they want to get their word out, especially with an election coming. So there's definitely strategy behind the decisions they make in terms of communications. And I know we will see the Trudeaus in much larger outlets in the coming weeks as well. But I truly did get a sense of Sophie wanting to connect. I mean, with me for sure, but with other women and other moms and, and wanting to share what she had to say. And, and clearly from her content, also wanting to support small Canadian businesses, which she you know mentioned a lot of those. Again, um, the show notes for episode 33, or go back and listen to that episode for you know fashion designers and products and things like that. Um, and she supported my small Canadian business by being on the show and for that I am very grateful. Next, it is time for today's special interview. So Cheryl Hickey is here. We go way back to one of my very first mom interviews on the blog. Then years later, I went behind the scenes with her at ET Canada, which was super fun. And now she is here today on the podcast. Cheryl is a wife and mom of two and a host of ET Canada. And she is here to talk about the show's upcoming 15th season and so much more. 
Welcome, Cheryl Hickey. I'm so happy to be sitting here right by the ET Canada mm. studio with you today. How are you? Good. Nice to see you again. How ha- how was your summer and what were some of the highlights this year? Mm, our summer was just great. It was good in a lot of ways with the kids and with my husband. We had really good chunks. It was sort of right before summer. My husband was traveling a lot. So as soon as summer hit, he slowed down, I slowed down, and then the kids slowed down. So it was just perfect. We all sort of got in sync together. We had a couple really great weeks um, where there was no programs, no activities, no anything, and we just took off and, you know, sort of soaked each other in. Um, And the kids had a great summer. I mean, uh, my daughter went to an in-home daycare for the first month. Um, she just has a different personality from my son. My son likes to go, 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 go. So he was in a summer camp all summer. And then she's going for the last, she went for the last, uh, the last little bit. So it's just been good. Nice. Just nice. And nice. We can kind of do what each one needs. Right? Yeah. Like, Cause every kid's different. Yeah. I think at first my husband, and I had this push and pull. He's like, no, you know, needs to go into camp. It's good. For, and I'm like, yeah, but she's a different kid. Yeah. She needs to chill. She wants to chill. He gets bored easily. So it's like, he likes sports and really wants to fire the whole time. Let's let them do that. Yeah, perfect. How old are the kids now and what are they into? Nine and six. And Jackson is into every sport. Uh, Every sport except hockey, interesting. Uh, And Nyla is into very much into gymnastics. So it's great. They're, yeah, they're just just fun kids. They're in that really sweet spot. Like we were talking with a friend the other day. We're in this really interesting space of... You don't have to worry about them in terms of those baby stages. You remember all those worries we had, mm-hmm. just basically making sure they're still alive, yes. <laughs> right? Yeah. And food and allergies and all that stuff. And we're not in the teenage years yet where you're like, where are they? Are they on social media? Like all that stuff. We're in this really sweet spot yeah. where it's it's just a gentle time. So I'm really just enjoying that. And that lasts a while. Like mine are 13 and 11 and I'm still kind of finding oh, good. that because we live in the country. So the 13 year old can't really go too far without us. Yeah. So it's, they're so independent yet they still like spending time with us. It's, it's nice. Okay, girl, I'm so, makes me so mm-hmm. happy to hear that. Thank yeah. you. Yes. <laughs> so season 15 of ET Canada has just begun. When you started 15 years ago, did you imagine that you would last or not last this long, but did you imagine that you would be here this long doing this job? I hope so. Yeah. Yeah. I really hope so. I mean, it was a dream job. I watched entertainment tonight growing up and watching Mary Hart and I can I still remember where I sat in the living room with my chips watching the show and I remember thinking oh I want to be in a show like that one day so then when I got hired to do this job it was it's a dream come true and um yeah I mean television is tough there are a lot of my friends who we've come and gone and things like that and and so I just feel I don't know if it's luck I don't know I don't know what it is you know I guess the viewers have Part to thank for that. Yeah, you're obviously good um, at your job. Well, I, I don't, I, you know. So, yeah, I'm really grateful to still be here for sure. Yeah, great. And how do you feel the show has evolved over the years? I think the biggest way our show has evolved over the years is uh, instead of just reporting on the news, now we give our opinion and give our sort of feelings on the show. Yeah. And I think that's what separates us from other shows. You can watch, um, you can get your news from anywhere. Listen, we're not breaking news at Entertainment Tonight Canada, very rarely, um, because the internet, our, our, our digital team are. Mm-hmm. But in terms of the, the conventional broadcast show, we're not necessarily breaking news. We're going in-depth into longer format interviews. But what is different is, you know, um, 
our views on certain stories and our own personal take on it. And I think that's why people tune in every night. You tune in for the personalities and who you like to get your dinner from. You know what I mean? So the viewers we have have been with us for a very long time and it's not lost on us that they invite us into their house every night. Certainly not for me. And what can we expect this season on the show? (gasps) So much. (laughs) Uh, And this is the hard part. I don't know how much I'm allowed to say. We have some incredible series coming up. Um, that are thought provoking and exciting with some of the biggest stars in Canada or around the world. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to be, well, traveling. That's what our show does. We travel and we bring those interviews back. Um, and then throughout the year, we're going to have, um, special programs dedicated to yeah. our show. Yeah. Fun. Very mm-hmm. fun. I think many of my listeners share my interest in celebrities and yes. we always want to know what they're like in real life. So any behind the scenes stories, little tidbits about celebrities you can I us? would say they're just as insecure as we are. Like they're on a very big platform and they're trying to sell either a movie or music or sometimes talking about a charity. So it's often I can kind of see that they're nervous because they know it's going to be spliced up and you know, spit out in, you know, digitally and then on television and sometimes in radio. Um, so I often get to see some sort of, you get to see that vulnerable side, that insecurity side of even some of the biggest stars in the world. So, um, that's refreshing. Um, but I mean, there's always that exterior when they get on the show that it's everything's okay. We don't see that, but we, but we certainly see that. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. And who are some of the stars who give the best interviews do you find? Stars that give the best interviews. Celine Dion is always there to play. Like she's just bigger than life and she's fully living that best life right now. You know, I feel like uh, after losing her husband, she's sort of has a new, not a new, but a, a very conscious view on life and sort of the value of it and, and the value of time. So she's very special, I think, to interview and you feel her energy for sure. And who's still on your bucket list? That you want to Betty White. Yes. I really want to interview <laughs> Betty White. I would love to do a Mother's Day special with Kate Hudson and Goldie Hawn. Oh, that'd be still neat. Still holding out. We need to make that happen. Yeah. I just think that would be so special. Go up, if that they still have a place in Muskoka, go to their cottage and sit down and just like talk. Yes. Talk about family stuff. So I would love to sit down with them. Um, Oprah's always on my list. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've interviewed her a couple times, but she's like just always on my list. Yes. Um... Who else? I don't know. I've done a lot of a lot of interviews over the years. I'm sure yeah. crossed a lot of. Yeah, there's been stuff. a lot. So I feel like I've I've had the chance to interview a lot of people. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's great. And you are also the host of the upcoming Family Home Overhaul yes. on HGD, yes. HGTV Canada. What yeah. can you tell us about that show? Oh, this show is just beaming with heart. Like it's it's so special, and I am so excited for people to see it. Um, it really is a show where the community nominates a family who, um, are constantly giving and taking care of others around them. Um, but they, they need a hand in the most desperate, not in the most desperate, in the most, um, loving way. And, um, and the fantastic designers and contractors at HGTV, uh, have stepped forward and they're going to wrap them in love and they're going to, um, you know, fix their home and sort of provide them with a beautiful place to heal and continue to do great work out in the community that they continue to do. Um, so every story is just unbelievably heartfelt 
It will make you cry. It will make you laugh. It will make you feel something. You will be talking about it the next day after you see it. Um, I am so moved by it already. And I, it's, it's just exactly what the world needs right now. It's a show that, that we just need. So I'm so blessed to be a part of it. Yeah, I'm so excited. In spring 2020? That's spring 2020. It's uh, it's it's going to be must. And I know it's a, like that saying, it's must see TV. <laughs> but it really is. It's a show for the whole family. And it's a great show and a great tool to watch with your kids to talk about giving and the importance. It's got so many life lessons weaved into it that it's just, it's going to be that special program. I just know it. Yeah. Perfect. As someone who is seen on TV every day, you naturally need to pay a little extra attention to your appearance. Yeah. You always look gorgeous out well, there. Well, you know. Are there any tips and tricks you have for the rest of us when it comes to beauty, your hair, those things you do to make yourself camera ready? You're, well, I mean, I think, and I know this sounds ridiculous. When people told me this when I was younger, I really didn't believe it. But sleep is so crucial. Yes. Sleep to not only your brain health. But the outside appearance is just everything. And if you can have good sleep hygiene, it shows. Mm -hmm. So that's something for this year I've been working so hard on. Because with kids, you know, your sleep gets messed up. One person's having a bad night and they can't sleep. And then you're on this roll and this yeah. thing happens. Or for me, I have a couple other jobs outside of ET Canada. So when the kids go to bed, I'm working on these various things. Mm -hmm. But I need to put myself to bed at 10. That's yeah. my rule. And so, get up at what time? Uh, I'm trying to get up at 6.30 because yeah. I'd like to hit the gym a little that's, bit. That's a good number of hours. Right? So then the other is um, physical exercise. Just physical exercise. And it doesn't have to be anything major. It doesn't have to be you know, circuit training or anything like that. I think just getting your blood pumping and is just good for your body. And it just make, it makes you look better. Mm -hmm. Your muscles and also just your skin tone. Then... A little more superficially, I think that for me, um, facials, mm -hmm. I love lasers. I'm Irish English, so I'm basically see-through. So the you moment, too. yeah, the moment <laughs> I go in sun, I get like sunspots and all these things. So I love a good laser. I have a couple at home even that I do. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, I'm silly like that. I'll see something on like Instagram and immediately buy it. I'm like, yeah. Oh, a red mask. I'm in. <laughs> I'm going to have that. Um, and then I love, uh, natural oils like coconut oil and rosehip oil. Um, but I also love La Mer and I love Strivectin. Those are some of my favorites. Mm -hmm. um, there's also some really great Canadian products that um, oils and stuff like that that I love to use. And in terms of my hair, there's something called True, it's called True, True Collagen. Is that right? The bottle's out there and I'll, I'll get it for you. Mm -hmm. But um, it's, a, it's just a powder I put in and it's collagen drink that I use for skin and nails. And it's just, it's, I've been using it for the last two years and it's a game changer. It's That's what people keep saying. I haven't tried it no, yet. No, it's really incredible. Like my lashes grow longer, all my stuff. And speaking of lashes, I use Latisse. Love that stuff. Okay. Because I'm what? 40. How old am I? 43. <laughs> Oops. Uh, and you know, uh, my lashes after all the beatings of false lashes and mascara and stuff, yeah. I find Latisse just brings them back to life. So it's great. Okay. And yeah. the collagen, does it have a taste? No. Well, there's one of theirs that has a beautiful lemon taste to it. So I put it in my water. Yeah. That one does. The others don't. But then they also have one that's coffee creamer. It's amazing. It's amazing. Okay. It's called Within Us. 
it's turmeric collagen and it comes in a creamer and then in matcha and then a lemon flavor and then also just no flavor and it's awesome for skin nails and hair as my hair grows faster than it ever has so i just it's a canadian company out of vancouver yeah. um and uh yeah it's awesome it's really they've really just great. convinced me i've been researching it for a while so many people share it online yeah I just give it a go it's thing. really yeah. it's really really fantastic and the other thing i think just for um from the inside is the importance of women to do hormone panels check your hormones because mm. if things are all wacky on the inside it shows on the outside yeah. so that's something that i've done since i've had the kids every couple of like five years or so i'll go and get a hormone panel done and i'm glad i recently did because i found it was uh, estrogen toxic mm. so now um just over ridden with uh, estrogen and so now I'm taking supplements to get that more balanced out, which okay. is great. So it's just something I think women should yeah. should do and check. And you also look great in your outfit of the day pictures all Thank the time. You. I mean, I know you do fun things like different backgrounds around yeah. the building and stuff like that. Any hints for the rest of us out there in terms of posing and getting the right oh, pictures and angles and all that? It's the one thing in my day I absolutely hate. I feel so self-conscious. It makes me so nervous. So yeah. just know that. <laughs> I get my poses from Alicia McNamara. She's my stylist. She tells me what to do. Um, a lot of, I've, you know, and Coco Rocha told me, shoot, whoever's shooting your picture, get them to shoot it from a really low angle, like almost to the floor. It makes you look taller. Okay. Yes. Never let someone shoot it like somewhere in the middle. That's never good. Go either really high or really low. Okay. Other That's than good. that, there's filters. <laughs> I'm not sure. I don't know. You true, know? True enough. Right. So, in addition to ET Canada, you also have your own brand, Cheryl Hickey Family. Yeah. And I know George Clooney was impressed by one of your products. I'm I thought here that was for so you. fun. Yeah. yeah, so tell me about that. Yeah, that was great. Um, yeah, we're relaunching in November, um, and we've changed the name to Cheryl's Home and Family. Okay. I now have uh, four different business partners, um, and we're expanding. And really excited to, we started, or I started with Arm Here For You. Mm -hmm. Now we've got somewhere um, eight, eight to 10 products that we're coming out with. Um, and a few other exciting things coming along with that. So. And are you going to make us wait to find out what they are? Yes, because <laughs> I'm working on them. Okay. It's, it's really incredible. And, you know, my hat goes off to you and to all the other mom entrepreneurs out there who are, who are doing great things. Um, I found it, I, I thought I'd be able to have it wrapped up within a year and okay, we're ready to go. Well, we're now a year and like four months, yeah. but it takes time and mm -hmm. it takes time to do it right. So, you know, um, our, our arm here fuse been sold out of snuggle bugs for three months now. And I just hope people are patient. It just takes time to, to, to get it all right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you have been open about the fact that your mom, Lori, lives with multiple sclerosis. Mm -hmm. So how is she doing? And also, what do you think people need to know about this disease? Multiple sclerosis is a tricky one. She's doing really great. She's doing really, really fantastic. Uh, she, I think that uh, she's really on her diet, um, you know, and there's lots of studies that sort of talk about low to no sugar, very little red meat. Um, she she she's just really clean with her diet drinks a lot of water um and manages her stress stress mm -hmm. is a big is a big thing um so she's doing very very well and and my mom's in her 70s and i think having a real good handle on that um has really has really helped mm -hmm. so yeah she's doing very well thank you yeah yeah 
And you are very active on social media. What mm-hmm. platform is your favorite and what do you find are the pros and cons of social media? My favorite is Instagram stories, yep. not even Instagram, mm-hmm. Instagram stories. It for me just feels like a quick pop in. Here's what's going on in my life. And then they're out. I, I have a hard time with Instagram posts because I, uh, I don't know. It just feels like it's just too much. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to start actually transitioning to doing Instagram. Like I'll do a video on Instagram. As I might just get rid of the whole idea of doing pictures. It's just not me. I'm much more of a 3D person. Yes. So that's a new change that I think I'm going to make going into September for my own personal account. Yeah. Um, you'll still see out for the days, but it'll be in a video. It's mm-hmm. not going to be in a, in a picture. Um, so I love Instagram stories more. Um, Twitter is good to engage, I think, to, to sort of see what's trending. I don't necessarily get it for my news because I think that it's it's not necessarily a super trustworthy place to get your news. But I, I do like to find it was trending around the world. I find that interesting. Um, I'm, I'm very loosely on Facebook. My company will be on Facebook because mm-hmm. I realize there's a lot of people that communicate that way. From But for me personally... Um, the way to find out personally what's going on with me would be my Instagram stories and Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. And I've seen you throw the trolls off with the lines like, oh, I hope your day gets better. You know, when somebody kind of throws maybe a bit of a a snippy comment at you or whatever. Do you find sort of that kill them with kindness is a good strategy for disarming people? Well, usually people are that angry in their soul that they feel they have to lash out at people on social media. I just, I just wish them well. I mean, I think, you know, there's a lot more going on with them uh, inside um, than, than I could get into in one or two sentences. So um, unless, you know, I, I, I truthfully have had, I could count on my hands the number of nasty comments I've gotten. That's nice. And the ones that I do, like I remember exactly the one you're talking about. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll push back with some love and just be like, it looks like you're having a bad day. Hope things get better. Yeah. Because in a rational form, would you really lash out at someone on a post about something? Like really? Yeah. Probably not. You're probably having a really crappy day and you just, this was just the last thing that set you off. So. And does that stop it then usually? When usually. Yeah. The only time I'll delete something off my page is if it is inappropriate in a, it's just something that I don't think is appropriate for people to see. Mm-hmm. I think I've deleted again, maybe on my hand, someone talking overtly about my legs looking super, se- like something sexual that way. Yes. I'll there delete that off. about feet one time on one of your And I let that, that one thought, go. Yeah. I was like, okay. But if it's too much for much, mm-hmm. I will swipe it off because I just don't think that's what my viewers want to see. Yeah. Like it's just not, we're not, that's not what this is. Fair enough. And you it's nice I mean? you can at least control your own. Yeah. Right? Like yeah, if you don't I want to comment so. on there. This is not a page for be. that, that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, but in terms of people that have given me the beans, like, um, let me, like there haven't been very many. I'm lucky. I don't know what it is. I don't get too con. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Life is hard enough, right? <laughs> like, I don't get too deep in my, yeah, exactly. Uh, too much anyway. I mean, I think I've talked about a couple times this year, I've talked about a couple very serious things with my family, like my dad having dementia and me having some, some things health wise. But for the most part, I just talk about, you know, I talk about my family and, mm-hmm. and ET Canada and the great things that are going on. So, yeah. Yeah. That's good. So the last question I always ask my guests is if they have a, this mom loves or a favorite thing to share with listeners. I know you gave us some beauty ideas before, mm-hmm. but anything else or any apps or books or anything you've. Yeah. 
my favorite app. So I took a transcendental medica- medication course. <laughs> that <laughs> that's a different course. I took a transcendental meditation course gotcha. last year and it's amazing. Um, but I found it really, you really need silence. You need like, and a lot of my life is not silence. Right. So, um, I found an app, um, that was voted like the number one meditation app, um, from people magazine. And of course, right. Um, and it's called breathe app and it's incredible. And I found one meditation coach on there who does, um, hypnosis meditation and it's changed my life. I'll do it twice a day. Uh, you can do them for as long as three minutes up to 45 minutes. So you just pick your section. I'll go into my dressing room if I've got like a lunch break, uh, and I'll just shut the lights off, put my headphones in. And I feel like a brand new person when I come out and, and it has changed the game. There are days if I have my 30 minute lunch break and I don't have anything else to do for the show, lights go down and I'm 30 minutes, headphones in full meditation. Um, and then there's times where I'm with the kids and we're just before we're going to do something, I'll pop a show on TV and I'll say, mommy's going to go meditate now. And I'll pop it in for 15 minutes. They know that I'm meditating. They know Mm -hmm. that's my time and it's good to go, but it's just, it's just, it's changed everything for me. I just am calmer in general, you know, instead of feeling like always, you know, Oh yeah. I know. I know that feeling. Yeah. Gesturing with your hands. Yeah. It's just that thing. And Um, so that's been something that I wish more people would do. I wish they'd implement it in schools. Um, it's just such a powerful tool. I wish I had have learned that in my twenties. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Well, Cheryl Hickey, thank you so much for being here (gasps) with me today. It was so nice to see you again. And that is a wrap for this episode of This Mom Loves. You can find links for Cheryl Hickey, ET Canada, the book I talked about in today's episode, the past guests that I referenced. It will all be there in the show notes at thismomloves.ca slash podcasts. And again, this was episode 34. You can find me on social media. I am on Twitter and Facebook at This Mom Loves on Instagram at Kate This Mom Loves, and of course the site is thismomloves.ca. All my blog posts, there's also a page for published articles, TV appearances, interviews, all sorts of fun stuff there on the site as well. I know I always ask, and the favor still stands, if you could please rate and review, or one or the other, both the show wherever it is that you listen to podcasts it really does make a difference i know people think well what's what's the difference with me making one click but if you make one click and someone else who's listening makes one click all of those extra ratings help people to find the show which uh, which i really appreciate i would like to thank my editors lucas boychitsky who always does a fantastic job putting the show together and thank you all for being here until next time <laughs>